Hi everyone, and welcome to the Nairobi Ideas Podcast, a podcast that gives a public platform to the Kenyans changing the world with their big ideas. Nairobi Ideas Podcast is brought to you by the Mawazo Institute, a Nairobi-based research institute focused on female thought leadership and public engagement with research. I'm your host, Dr. Rose Mutiso, CEO of the Mawazo Institute. We are excited to launch the Nairobi Ideas Podcast as part of the 2018 Africa Science Week Kenya. For our first few episodes, we'll be chatting with scientists from our Faces of Kenyan Science campaign. This is a multimedia, multi-platform campaign featuring 20 Kenyan scientists who showcase the diversity of Kenya's contributions to the global scientific enterprise. We'll be sharing stories of their work and scientific journeys through a number of creative outlets, including this podcast. So today our guest is Dr. Hamisi Babusa, who is a senior administrator and lecturer in Kiswahili at Kenyatta University. He's also the first author to write Kiswahili science fiction novellas inspired by biology and astronomy. Hi, Hamisi. Hello. Um, thanks for joining us. Or oh, actually, should I say, uh, Shikamo Ndugu? Marahaba. Oh, what is it? Yeah. What is the correct But it's Shikamo. You can say it's for, let's say, Ayang. Ayang? Okay. Greeting an older person. Uh-huh. Or... They are student greeting okay, his you, teacher. You know, I'm thinking I, of you as my Kiswahili teacher, that's why. <laughs> okay. I, I want to stand up and I, say, Shikamo. Asante, asante, marahaba. Buona babusa. Buona babusa. Asante sana. And the meaning of Shikamo is uh, respect greetings. Uh-huh. More means legs. Oh, so okay. as in you are, like if it's your parent, you are bending down and touching there. Really? Okay, so we are so excited to have you here. Um, there's so much to cover. Um, I, I'm very excited to get to the science fiction Kiswahili novellas, but let's Thank just you. pace ourselves. Yeah. So um, just to get a little bit of a sense of who you are, where you started, just to, to see you in context, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about your background briefly. Like, where did you grow up? Where did you okay. go to school? What kind of things interested you? I was born in Tanariva County, mm-hmm. uh, in a town called Garcen. And that's where I was. I grew up. I came to Nairobi, Kenyatta University, where I, I did my three degrees. Why Kiswahili? Is it because you're a Kosterian? You're like, uh, Kiswahili Kitikuzwe? Uh, no, it's not because I'm a Kosterian. One, it's because I can say I'm very African. As in, I love African, their origin. Africa was where the first civilization took place. Mm-hmm. And it's where even the first university. So are you describing the universities like the old universities in Egypt and in the north? Yes, oh, yes. And in, 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 in what is now Mali and Western yes, Africa? Yes, exactly, uh-huh. exactly, yes. Okay, wonderful. Mm. Fast forwarding to where you are now, what would you describe yourself as? Like, what is the one sentence response to what do you do? Oh. Okay, I can say I'm an, an all-round person. Mm-hmm. I'm a lecturer, an administrator, an author, and an artist. Artist means I'm also a musician. Uh, although retired a bit because of a lot of work on writing, I, I used to perform live music. What kind of music? Is it a vocal? Uh, Vocals and playing the drums. The drums? Yes, and playing the drums, yes. Wow, this is yeah. this is a very uh, diverse repertoire you have. Like, What is the, the thread that connects all of these things? Uh, I can say just the arts. Uh, what I believe is that if you discover that you are talented in one art, you may be talented in all the others. You just need to explore. So is would you would it be fair to say that perhaps the Kiswahili language uh, is what is infused in all your different art forms or you know what is the kind of connection point to your um, academic and teaching interest in Kiswahili language Yeah Kiswahili language is infused in all of them mm-hmm. because in music I love listening even listening to Kiswahili music like right now the bongo music and then the old Tanzanian rumba Mm-hmm. Music and even Kenyans, we have like Les Wanika, Simba Wanika. Mm-hmm. So, those are my favorite music. In books now, when I'm reading books, 
I, I love going out of the Kiswahili books. Mm -hmm. Yes, to get more creative, to see how the Western writers are writing their mm -hmm. novels and then try to fuse them also back into Kiswahili. Yeah, and actually mm. I'd like to, you know, um, drill a little bit deeper to this idea of kind of uh, Kiswahili literature. Yes. Um, how how extensive do you think the library of Kiswahili lit literature we have is? You know, obviously in high school we all studied the set books. Yes. Um, in primary school we read some books, but um, uh, my impression then is that, you know, we read Kiswahili books during Kiswahili class and mm. then the rest of the time we read regular English language books and that there wasn't as rich a library of Kiswahili books out there that would be interesting and accessible to, to all of us. Yeah, what I can say is that the Kiswahili writers are somehow still enclosed somehow, although I know most of them will will not like me saying this, eh? uh -huh. but they're still enclosed somewhere where they're, they're writing skills still the old, the old style where mm -hmm. it's just a narrator story, a normal mm -hmm. story, Baba Amenda, <laughs> Akanguka, Kampata Mama, Akaoa, Akaza. Uh -huh. But if you look at the Western writers, they have gone further. You can get a lot of... There's a lot more texture. Yes, a lot styles, of... Styles, uh, genres. Yes, yes, yes. So that's why I, I even tried. I said, let me try. Mm -hmm. Most most publishers were saying, hey, how can you write science in Kiswahili? It will be a very tough book. I told them, no, it won't be tough because I'll even put a kamusi, a dictionary <laughs> in that, like the book. So that yeah. if you see a scientific term, you can, go see... like and, a glossary. Yes. Okay, yeah. Mm. So, you know, on that point, mm. um, you know, you're quite a prolific writer. I mean, I think in two years, you wrote five of your Makumba novellas uh, yes. and these are aimed at teenagers like young adults yes, yes, yes and I'm just going to um, for the listeners let me mm. just uh, read out some of the titles um, okay. I love them um, Makumba Katika Safari Atonge yes. which means Makumba in the journey of the ball of food yes Makumba na selidamu nyeupe, which yes. is Makumba and, and the, the white, white blood, blood cells. cells. I yes. mean, after all of my years studying science, I had no idea what the Kiswahili word <laughs> white blood cells is. And this is my favorite. Mm. Makumba na majanabi. Wow, okay. <laughs> People, did you know that majanabi means aliens? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, I, I, let me tell you, you know, if you knew that, please send a text to us on our social media platforms. And I, I think we should give you like a free sticker or something because that is impressive. So, um, and a free, I'm giving a free novel. A free novella? Yeah, for the one who will get correct. Correct? Yes. Okay, but now I think we've already told them the answer. Maybe we should have a quiz oh, at the end. Oh. Let's, do, let's have a quiz at the end. Yes. So that we can see who are the Kenyans who know these terms. Okay. Okay, so the first person, let's let's agree, the first person mm. after after we release this podcast mm. who gets back to us at the end will come up with a term and you get back to us with the Kiswali translation, you get one novella. One novella, yes. Thank you. Okay, mm. so we have agreed. It's in the open. So, okay, tell us a little bit about Makumba. Um, how did the idea start and what are these books about in a nutshell? Okay, I love biology a lot. In fact, I love the sciences. I love watching even movies of aliens, these science fiction movies. Mm -hmm. I love reading about um, I can't remember this. There's this scientist who just died recently. The one who sit on uh, Steve Hawkins. Yes, uh -huh. I really love his like books. Like a brief history and of time and all Yes, of uh -huh. yes, yes. I really loved his ideas. Mm -hmm. So I can say I'm somehow a scientist, but maybe I didn't take that field. Mm -hmm. So I said, now, I looked at how you are learning science. So you say the teacher comes in and then say, okay, today we are learning about digestion. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, these are teeth, a diagram there, then you are labeling. Somehow you can say the way students react, it's mm -hmm. like science is another another thing that they won't, they won't understand. So I'm into the literature mm -hmm. and I know people love reading books for leisure, just mm -hmm. relaxing, even kids. So I said, why don't we go into literature? We make the kids love reading, but as they are reading, they're learning. They're just learning science involuntarily. 
so that they discover that there's no teacher forcing them to learn, but at the end of the novel, of, of the novel, reading the novella, they have understood some concepts. Mm-hmm. So that was my the idea that came to me. Mm-hmm. Now I had now to get a story. I had to research more about the digestion system, the circulatory system, all the biology that the students are learning. The challenge was now getting a story so that you can infuse this knowledge. It took me around a year mm-hmm. to think and get the idea. So then I said, okay, let's think of a grandfather who is a professor. Let's have the two main characters. The grandfather is a professor who created Gajabu. Gajabu is Garia Ajabu. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can say equivalent of a time-traveling machine. Mm-hmm. So he invented it. He was a scientist, a professor of science. And then he had this grandchild, the main character called Makumba, mm-hmm. who used to visit them, the, to live with the grandfather during holidays when mm-hmm. he was out of school. So Safari Atonga, the first novella, was when the grandfather was showing off the machine. Look at this machine. Yeah, it can travel, he was explaining. Then they accidentally found themselves traveling to the grandmother's digestion system. So using this machine now, I had the ability now to go anywhere and explain the concepts to the students. <laughs> but to become like a small god, you can do anything. <laughs> the creativity. Yeah, yeah, because it's so exciting and it takes them outside of their everyday. Exactly. Uh, and I know and kids. And transports them. Yes, and I know kids. Literally, usually, They love. Yeah. They love fantasy. Yeah. They like watching yeah. Superman, Spider-Man. This so is... that's the idea, how the idea came. I mean, I would love to see this made into a movie. I mean, uh, if there are any Hollywood producers who are looking for the next big thing, um, you know where to find this man. Just shoot us an email and we'll connect you right away. Oh, thank you very much. So, um, something that has always interested me is this idea of vocabulary. Yes. In Kiswahili especially. You know, I remember the Kamusi mm. was a very thin book compared yes. to the dictionaries of yes, yes. Um, other languages. And mm. it just seemed like there weren't many words for things. Like, you know, for example, like in English, you say accelerate. And, mm. you know, in Kiswahili, I'm like, you know, um, you know, um, Ongel. Kasi, you know, it's like, you know, using many words to describe mm, something mm, for which mm. other languages have a single word form. Yes. And, and and so, you know, do you think it's, is this accurate depiction that we have a limited vocabulary in, in Kiswahili? And how do you get around that? Because you have to d- describe new worlds. Uh, are, are you creating a completely new vocabulary? No, I don't believe that we have a lack of vocabulary, mm-hmm. scientific vocabulary in, uh, in Kiswahili. It's just people don't go deeper and mm-hmm. research. Remember, like medicine, mm-hmm. even during our great 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 grandfathers the, the, the people are getting sick mm-hmm. and some people are, are treating them so you can say they, they knew some kind of medicine although it was a different kind of medicine what terms were they using uh-huh. I, so I believe mm-hmm. Kiswahili had the vocabulary just to go deep okay. like I went deeper and got all the vocabulary I and see I, I but you know in. as mm. new kind of um, uh, technologies uh, new concepts enter into mm. the world like you know even the French have to come up with a word for a cell phone yes, yes. you know and uh, and all of that uh, and that kind of thing. So the world is evolving and language yes. has to evolve with it. Yes, so what is the true. process by which, um, uh, this is two part. One, what is the process by which in general words are added to Kiswahili? Um, I used to hear this uh, rumor that I'm so eager for you to confirm that there's a barrage of old men in Zanzibar somewhere <laughs> who invent words and then they are so slow. Like by the time they've told us the word for computer, I mean, we, you know, they're like, you know, five years later, Tarakilishi, no. it's too late. We're already saying computer. No, no, no. In fact, those words, Tarakilishi, computer and so they were created by a Kenyan called Professor Nabuhani. Uh-huh. He's right, right, right now. He created for TV and the computer, uh-huh. Runinga, and the mobile phone. And so is that, so it's not a formal process. He just uses it and popularizes okay, it. Okay, the usual process. Enters the... Uh, Okay, I wanted to remind some to, uh-huh. to remind a bit of history of the languages. Eh? Uh-huh. Even the language you're using right now, uh-huh. English. Uh-huh. Did you know that English borrowed around eighty percent uh-huh. from other languages? Uh-huh. Okay. Like most scientific terms of English borrowed from Greek, uh-huh. from Arabic. So I think even Swahili uh-huh. can go that way. For those terms that new terms are coming, 
they can be absorbed and then we go scientific so that it becomes an, a, a language just like the way english it was mm-hmm. english had, had did not have enough vocabulary to cover all those guy all yeah. those uh, yeah. scientific issues okay I, yeah. i see what you mean so okay language is living and breathing but yes. who is who is the kind of panel of people who say that this is kiswali sanifu okay right now in kenya we are soon a baraza like kiswali don't be started usually there is a process if you get you learn and get a phd usually there is a process of if you go and get into a vocabulary problems of Kiswahili, there's a procedure on how to get the words. One, for example, I'm looking at a scientific word. Mm-hmm. I want to look, let's say, nose, and they know there's no word like poor in Kiswahili. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what is nose. So the first thing, if I identified it in Kiswahili, you know, there's standard Kiswahili and mm-hmm. there's Lahaja, the dialect. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, I go to the dialect. Mm-hmm. All the dialects, and there are so many dialects. go to Zanzibar, Kipemba, mm-hmm. I go to Lamu, Kiamu, I go to Mombasa, Kimvita. So if I don't find these words in the dialects, that's another step. Mm-hmm. You go into the languages that Kiswahili borrowed heavily from. Mm-hmm. And mostly, most of it, it's uh, Arabic. Uh, Arabic and then Portuguese and Indian. Mm-hmm. So you go check these words again. Mm-hmm. If you get them, you can Swahilinize them. Mm-hmm. If you go there and you still, you are, you are stuck, you come back, you go to the Bantu languages. Mm-hmm. Now, after the Bantu languages, now, if you don't get the word then you in Kiswahili you call it tohoa you just borrow the word and swahilinize it mm-hmm. and come a computer with a cake yes computer yes yes computer television bicycle and so many other words awesome so what is the favorite word that you've you've had to uh, tohoa <laughs> as you write your sense oh, of writing um <laughs> okay in sans there are so many words uh, i had tohoa mm-hmm. because they are nowhere Remember again when you are writing a novella you are communicating mm. so the moment your language becomes very tough that's a barrier to communication so nobody read your novella and say hey, no what are these but if you toho uh-huh. at least somehow you see yeah, you are, can connect in your yeah, brain yeah. and then you look for the it's yeah. easier for you to connect with the english word uh-huh. there are so many words that i had toho mm-hmm. which <laughs> I mean, I had just a list here. Just, okay, let's yes. do a rapid fire. Uh-huh. Okay, Alien, Majanabi. We Majanabi, just talked about yes. that. Robot. Mm. Roboti. Roboti. Yeah. Laser beam. Uh, Mwangabia. Oh, wow. <laughs> Force field. Uh, Force field. Uzifo. Uzifo, yes, wow. Yes. Black hole. Uh, black hole. Tundu Jeusi. Tundu Jeusi. I can uh, see that. Black mm. and hole. Okay, I can yes, see. Um, yes. Science fiction. Uh, sci- uh, Science Bunilizi. Science Bunilizi. There we go. Wow, yeah. that is great. Um, yeah. This is, this is, I'm learning so much. Okay. Mm. So just as we get to closing, um, mm. you know, this is an Arab Ideas podcast and, yeah. you know, we want to kind of hear what your big idea is for society. And I know you're doing all of these cool things. Um, and so I just want to kind of take it up a notch to the highest level. If I was to ask you, you know, mm. what is your big idea? What is the world you dream of at the very high level? What are you working towards? Okay. My world that I dream of, one thing, I believe that Africa we are being called developing world or third world and the reason is that we are not using some of our we can call weapons development weapons and development weapon the greatest development weapon is the language if you go to China what language are they speaking what language are they using and even they learn their science in Chinese they are learning science in their first language. language so it's in my dream i'm dreaming where africa we can come together and just choose maybe one language when you are choosing the language you have to choose a language that has gone beyond um, 
country barriers and it's only Kiswahili. The other languages, if you look at them, they are enclosed okay. in a country. I see what you mean. So this is interesting because the idea of, there are two sub-ideas within your big idea here. Yes. You know, one is the idea of learning in your in your native language and yes. how that's intuitive and natural and exactly. great. But then there's also the idea of unifi- languages are unifying. Yes. Unifying Africa. Yes, yeah? yes, yes. So, okay, uh, Swahili is, I think, is the larger, is the, the most prevalently yes, the spoken most, yes. African mm. language and, uh, yes. you know, even geographically we're interconnected, we're Swahili spoken. Mm-hmm. But now the idea of saying all of Africa Mm. let's speak one language then mm. that would be an imposition in the same way that English and French are we, imposed because we they're we, not everyone's Kiswahili is not everyone's native language we can start with East Africa for example we can uh-huh. start slowly and go wider and wider then we widen the net uh-huh. but I believe that the moment our kids look at this eh? mm-hmm. when a kid a Kenyan kid just mm-hmm. imagine from the rural area goes to school which language does the kid know before going to school? Mm-hmm. He knows mother tongue mm-hmm. and some bit of Kiswahili. Mm-hmm. But when he goes to school, which language he starts learning? First, he starts learning a new language. Mm-hmm. Then, as he's fighting, struggling to learn this language, again, the science, the yeah, maths the are also taught. is being added on top, yeah. And then they are taught with, on this, using mm-hmm. this new language, which is struggling. So the kid has two barriers. One, the language barrier. The other one, remember, science is not a, 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 yeah. a, an easy subject. Then the scientific barrier. So it becomes very difficult to get African inventors. By the time the kid knows science, okay, science he's already an adult. Okay. May I just offer one counterexample? So for mm. example, in Tanzania, and mm-hmm. I, when I was an undergraduate, I actually spent one summer in Pangani. Pangani, Pangani. in Tanzania, Tanzania near, yeah. near Tanga. Yeah. So I worked in Pangani, Pangani Primary School, and uh-huh. their instruction from class one to seven is in Kiswahili. Kiswahili yes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so actually I had to go through this uh, kutoha where I, mean, yes. I have to sit down and think, okay, what is the word for? Because I was teaching Hesabu. Yes. What is the word for, uh, you know, mkato? Yes. <laughs> like the, the gradient and all of that. And it was yes. uh, quite an interesting experience. And so mm-hmm. these kids are doing what you're describing. They're yes. learning in their native language. Yes. But we're not seeing that kind of explosion of mm. innovation and mm. progress that you're that you're imagining in this world. So what is the gap? What is not happening? Okay. The gap, I can say, is the our attitude towards African languages, mm-hmm. uh, Kiswahili. I did a research on my PhD, mm-hmm. attitudes towards the language Kiswahili. So if you look, just look even in Kenya, English is ranked up mm-hmm. and Kiswahili down. So the moment we change our attitudes, because if you go to these developed countries, the secret is they are very proud of their languages. Mm-hmm. If their you language go to parts, German, yeah. you want to do a, a PhD, for example, yeah. they'll tell you, you have to learn German. They'll put you in a college, mm-hmm. you learn German. But look here, uh-huh. it's our attitude first. You know, uh-huh. if you love something, you will just love it and you internalize it and you'll make it grow. So it's our it's our own attitudes. That's why we, we are still down. Because we are looking at anything that is African, especially Swahili, down. It's only Swahili, nothing more. Okay, this is a really big idea. Yeah, guys. Kiswahili is a weapon. And I've, it's, it's I've been, it's, we've been sitting on it this whole time. Yes, and I've written a novella on that. Okay. A, 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 a story okay. starting from the slave trade, but it's not coming out. Uh-huh. It, it has not come out yet up to the future yeah. of Africa. So, I mean, I definitely, you know, this idea that language is potent and powerful. Very, very I think, powerful. Uh, resonates with me and many, uh, probably many of the listeners as well. And so, yes. um, for, you know, those of us at home, including myself, who obviously studied Kiswahili all of these years. Actually, I was quite good. I got, I got an A. Yes. Glad to know that I got an A. My inches would have just <laughs> wowed you. Okay. You know, every day. I wish, I wish you had. I hope you carried some here. You could have read them. (laughs) So, but what advice do you have for us? Because we learned Kiswahili, we're, you know, fluent in it, but in this kind of Kenyan style that it, uh, because we don't really go deep, we don't um, expand our vocabulary, we don't use it day to day professionally. What advice do you have for us who are just, you know, interested in the language, interested in the cultural heritage to kind of build our depth? We have to go back 
and love our African in us. You know, that I means we love African and we, we see it as superior than any other civilization. That's where we will start. And that's the starting of development. The other developed countries are very proud of their cultures and their languages. But can you say now that we are a dual language nation? Is there room for this kind of vision of Kiswahili rising in dominance? And we yeah. are proud of it to coexist with this kind of idea of we like yeah. global languages yeah. and we interconnect. Because remember, our models are just the developed countries. Like China, they learn Chinese, but they are there. They are as power and they learn also English. So we can learn our scientific in Swahili and then learn the English language for now interconnection in the, in the world. Okay, this is great. And so, you know, there you had it first on the Nairobi Ideas podcast where Hamisi's big idea is that Kiswahili is the answer and, and that we should reach back into our into our language to, yes. to, to look forward. Yes. So where can we find your books? Where can we find you? What is your website? Yes, my website is www.hamisibabusa.com. Mm-hmm. You can see everything about me. And then my books are all over the country in Nairobi Textbook Center in Kijabe Street Mm -hmm. and all the bookshops. If one cannot get it, can email me and I'll make sure mm-hmm. I send. I can I even post them okay. using Securica or and so you can they can email me at hobabusa at gmail.com. I, I want people to know that Kiswahili, you know, there are those who are saying Kiswahili, science. No, 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 yeah. that's impossible. So I want to show them we can I go. See. Okay, and so just uh in closing, we promised the listeners that we yes. would give them a quiz and the first and then, person yes. to write to um Okay, how should we do it? To write to uh, con- uh to write to you or to us? You no, know, to, to you. write to me. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So the first person to write to contact at mawazoinstitute.org with the answer to this question will get one of Hamisi Babusa's books. Okay. So what is the quiz? The quiz is they label the set the teeth of a human being. The whole set. Okay. The whole set. Let, let's pose this question Kiswahili. Yeah. So, uh, chukua kalamu andika aina ya meno ambayo mwanadamu akonayo ndani ya mdomo wake aina ya meno ya mwanadamu yaliyo mdomoni mwake ama aina yote ya meno na kazi zake okay kwa mfano like you know molar uh, yes. and their work okay, and what so. they do during the the digestion the digestion uh, process okay yes. and just to add a little bit extra here mm. we'll get you one of Hamisi's novellas safari ya tonge uh, digestion system safari ya tonge yes that's wonderful and mm. mawazo will give you let me see what is a good on the fly uh, mm. credit worth 250 shillings yes okay. Okay, so okay, here we go. We have just created a, a great, a great uh, prize <laughs> yeah. together. So thank you so much, Hamisi. Okay. I'm so excited by the work you do. You're so yes. inspiring. Uh, your excitement is infectious, and I can't wait to read and your books. Also, thank you very much for nominating me as one of the. Oh uh, yeah, the public so nominated you. you, and our judges were impressed by you, and we're okay. so thankful to have you be a face thank of Kenyan science. Much. Thank you. Very All right, much. thanks. Yeah. If you want to listen to this episode again, or if you want to hear more from the Nairobi Ideas podcast in the future, you can find us online permanently at www.mawazo institute.org and for the next few weeks you can also find us at www.africascienceweek-kenya.org you can also subscribe to the Nairobi Ideas podcast on iTunes Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts big thank you to our sponsors the L'Oreal Foundation Johnson & Johnson Innovation and the Next Einstein Forum from all of us here at Mawazo Institute thank you and keep it nerdy <laughs> <laughs>